You were not kidding when you said you weren't putting on pants. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in briefs. I'm comfortable. What can I say? Season two finale. Welcome, everybody. Hello. I can't believe it. Holy cow. Bro, we did it. Who's we not consistent? <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's a, hey, that's a great point. I didn't think about that at all. We, we've been doing this since January. So like, yeah, you can't say we're not consistent. <laughs> right. You can call us what you want, but you can't call us inconsistent. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really exciting to get this far with this um but you know is also very excited which might result in some arc barks um but it's it's like wild to think that like this started as like a text message um and to see uh, like how like far we've come it's very wild (laughs) for a lack of a better word to put it yeah it's it really like reflecting back looking at um, this entire year so far we're almost at the end of July so we've spent seven months um hanging out working together collaborating recording you know um reading people's dreams which has been so much fun um just creating and again like I said throughout this whole thing my goal one of my main goals was really just to create something this year and um you did it. we just keep we keep producing you know we just keep going and going and going and going so it really is very wild and exciting to think about the prospects of the future as well yeah yeah um it's like on one hand it's like exciting because i see what we are doing but then on the other hand like it's obvious that some other people don't see what we're doing and like the impact of what we're doing and like how great and cool this is and it's like it's not frustrating but it's it's just like okay you're not my target audience. I think we literally talked about this last week. It's like, oops, yeah. that's not my target audience. Um, so like being every step that we take to 
make sure that this works is a step that we take closer to our like more of our target audience um Mm -hmm. which is really exciting to know that like every day we like build community yeah and still iron out like what what we want for things what other you know like um adding ideas uh adapting to you know the new things that come in um and yeah looking at reaching out and trying to connect with others and it's interesting too you know some of the some of the um um i don't know i don't want to say rejection but like you know we've we've reached out to a couple of we've reached out to a couple of things and um who just you're right it's not maybe not our audience and they just um uh maybe just don't get it yet so it's exciting it's like it makes me just want to keep trying to find yeah our our niche our actual audience yeah exactly our niche sort of market yeah it's like the first like wdp related rejection that we received i was like those bitches but then i was like honestly is it even that deep like if it didn't work today that doesn't mean it won't work tomorrow um and it's just like i feel like i'm giving myself a different kind of grace that i like don't give or yeah don't give myself when it comes to like things that i do by myself um because i don't want you to give up so it's like, I'm going to keep being like, we can do it because I don't want you right. to give up. Um, and I don't and want I you like... to give up. So I'll keep doing that. And I think that right. that's why that's good though. Um, but I do, I like, am learning that that is like not something that I extend to myself, which is like kind of heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, why, why is it that like, when I like deal with rejection, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. But it's like, I don't know. I, once again, it's just like, it's not my time. It's not my place. Mm. That's not where I'm supposed to be today. Like anything that I haven't, I guess, received in like this kind of vein, honestly, when I think about it, I'm like, I don't know if you need to shut up. You gotta (laughs) shut up. I don't know if like, I would have even been able to handle it in that time anyway. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like I think about how a few years ago I applied for a writer's workshop had like no money to my name like I wasn't speaking to my parents at the time like mm-hmm. there was like no way that I would have I would have literally lost my mind I would have had to pay to travel to Massachusetts <laughs> I would have had to oh like God, blah, no. blah blah you know all this stuff and like when I applied they were like basically like you were a runner up but like there were other people whose work was a little bit more impressive and I was like oh there are people better than me and that's all I took from that and I was like my life is about to end (laughs) um but that's not what happened at all you know right right honestly I would not have been able to handle that responsibility at that time I would not have even with their like financial assistance I it wouldn't have gotten done Mm -hmm. and it took me four years to admit that like Mm -hmm. that it wasn't gonna work Mm -hmm. but like the rejection that we faced so far i'm just like okay and i don't i what's the what is the brain chemical what is the switch you know yeah that between i i do wonder if it's just you know there's more there's more sort of of this isn't a burden, but I don't have a better word. So, but it's more of the burden mm-hmm. to share, you know, through that collaboration, mm-hmm. through there it is being other sort people. of a burden though, or it's like it's nice to process it with someone. Whereas when you yeah, get like personal yeah. rejections, it's like 
<laughs> and then you tell your friend like I don't, yeah <laughs> exactly but, exactly. but you tell right, your there's... friend and they're just they just pat you on the back but like here it's like we get to talk about like okay well this this application didn't go through mm-hmm. this is how we can adjust it for this next opportunity and it's like that conversation it's it just does something different chemically in my brain mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's, you have a, the, there's that point too about timing of it all, because like you do, there are some moments where it's like, you look back and it's like, oh, I wish I could have, I wish it, or like this experience, this yeah. opportunity would have been awesome. But you're right. It's always with that bit of, well, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty is what they say. So yeah. Like, yeah. with perspective, it's like, wow, I don't think I really could have actually have like really participated in that, fully participated in that. That's why I'm even translatable to to my degree now i'm like i fresh out of college or a senior in college was too close to a high schooler's age and felt so sort of weird teaching them because i was professional but like you get the jokes and the references that they're making so at times you know it's like eat that was hilarious but i can't really give you that (laughs) you know what i mean but now with I, with some age with some perspective I'm like okay Wisdom. I wish I could try that again I want to try that again you know what I mean like I think I'm good to, you would teach again yeah I, I uh this is a little side note but yeah I've been considering going back into like actual like public high school teaching oh my god I think I miss it mix Ryan on the outside of it but like I I want to I do I sort of I not using my degree right now is really bothering. I mean, use, you know, I feel I can. I understand what you're saying. Sort of applicable here, but like, I'm not. I'm not. We haven't. Using my we degree. haven't started to generate revenue, so it's. It feels weird. I understand. Mm-hmm. I and understand. then it's. And then it's like I do. I like. I do enjoy teaching a lot. I. You know, it's that and the. This is something I've been considering getting back into. So yeah. So it's like. With perspective everything sort of you know aligns up maybe so we'll see i feel that i feel that but i i'm not surprised just based off of the way that like i've seen you do things and like most of our friendship was crafted under the time in which you were teaching anyway so i'm like you're right <laughs> i could see it i could see Makes it sense. i could see it yeah oh my I, god like, yovana really wants did this super fun school project. Yovana was working, you were working at the like summer camp. And so you had, Yeah. <laughs> we came over to your house, whoever, I think, who else was there? And we all made- My uh, ex and Johnny. Oh, okay. Um, We all made- I mean, um, you know, it is what it is. You can't unfuck them. <laughs> is it so. funny that I didn't remember? I remember there was a fourth, but I couldn't remember who the fourth was. Yeah, he's not really <laughs> memorable. Except for the abuse that he's caused our community. But. Right. Um, <laughs> he is a menace. Uh, <laughs> anyway, when at I the was time, teaching. We all made, right, um, we made uh, new, what, it was uh, newspaper like articles, yeah. but it was like we could make whatever we wanted. Yeah. So um, the, I taught this class, it was called um, Art to Connect the Community or something like that. And, um, we did this project where everybody, I moved all the desks into a circle and then everybody had a blank piece of white paper and a black ballpoint pen. 
and they just had to scribble. They wrote their names on the back. Then on the front, they just scribbled for 30 seconds and then they passed it to somebody else. I, it might've been less than 30 seconds because I had like, like 12 kids at the time. So I think it might've been like 10 seconds, like go, 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 go. You had to scribble. It was like, you don't draw anything specific. You just scribble. And then at the end of the time, you pass your paper to the right. And you do that until you get your original paper back. And then you take a, we took a Crayola marker and you had to find an object in the scribbles and outline the object. And then you had to write a newspaper article about that that object. Um, but the newspaper article was like collage. So like they cut out all the words, at least the words to the headline. That was the only thing they had to cut out was the words to the headline um, from all of these like magazines that I had like collected from around town and like gotten donated from folks. And then I like photocopied them in black and white. So they looked like newsprint. Um, and we like put them up around like the summer camp. But yeah, I, I still, my, I think I, I still had have... in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. It was, um, I was really grateful for y'all because anytime that I needed to figure out when you're explaining a project like that to a child, it's like, mm -hmm. how, you know, mm -hmm. like I didn't tell them what we were doing. I was like, okay, we're going to do something that lets us do something else. And they were like, what? And I think my age range was like eight to 10 at the time. So like watching them scribble was really fun. And then also like watching them pull like so many different stories. Like one person found a toilet in their scribbles and they were like, the toilets have become sentient and um they walk down the street and then we like never. another kid found <laughs> it's like that uh but what is it jim neutron the the pants i think it was the pilot oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah yeah um it was kind of like that which was really funny because that child was definitely too young to know jimmy neutron so i was like this idea of like mundane objects becoming like worldly sentient, is like yeah. very present and i really like that um, there was a story about an elephant. There was a story about a witch. There, there were all these like fun stories that like came out of that. Um, and it just was like, I was just really grateful to be able to like try it out with some folks. And then like, mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting y'all to have fun. I was like, all right, everybody, I'm really calling in a favor here. I need y'all to do this with me. And y'all were so, y'all were like, ah, I play was like, school, play school. Right. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like that's, we, <laughs> But even it's we used like literally did you ever play school when you were younger oh, hell yeah i used to play school why did we do that like why are we obsessed <laughs> why were we obsessed with doing that when we were young i don't think that everybody did it um i was like talking to some people um i have this really i don't want to say bad habit because my current partner i think also falls under this but um i have a habit of dating people who don't care about reading like I do. Mm -hmm. And I find that those people did not play school growing up. Oh, interesting. That makes sense. That makes sense though. Yeah. Well, let us know. Uh, did you play school? <laughs> school? Like, was that, was that normal for you? I think that, that also just like really like points to, I don't know how much like fun it is to use your brain to do something other than consume media like mm -hmm. it's a very strange thing to say as we produce media but right exactly there's like but... a moment i think ultimately what i want you to feel when you hear this is that you can do it you can make a podcast 
you can take control of your life. You mm-hmm. can not psychoanalyze yourself because that's really not what I'm trying to say. But like you can <laughs> reflect. You can, yeah, you can reflect. You can use a on a basis of honesty the things that you have noticed to figure out like why am I like being a total fucking bitch right now? And like mm-hmm. you will feel freer every day that you live your truth. Like that's really I think what our goal is here is to like explain to you that like living your truth, like even through all these like dreams, like where it's like, you know, you need to be alone and like you need to be more honest with your friends and you need to stop depending on other people like all of those things like ultimately just comes down to the same thing which is you need to live your truth Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah and that those messages get that's why we have dreams or like this season reflecting on this season that's why we have dreams that or that seems to be why we have dreams they are those what did we call them that time or what did the book call them those like emails to yourself those like subconscious emails yeah, dream to yourself emails, yeah. dream emails yeah that are just like hey you need to check in because this is happening because this is happening so yeah sort of reflecting on the season it's been it's been wild and interesting to see how many even though we have a lot of different dreams that um, appear, uh, they all get, they all seem to sort of boil down essentially to the same message or, you know, to one sort of common message. And that's always, let's just rain in our shit a little bit. Let's pull that shit together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was but. like explaining to somebody, I was like, unintentionally, we, we've created what could be categorized as a self-help podcast. Um, yeah which no credentials but. was never my intention <laughs> <laughs> um I literally I didn't think I don't know what I thought would happen but like honestly mm. honestly like that it only makes sense like how are you going to ask people mm. to tell you about their dreams read through all these books and not come out on the other side like helping the self <laughs> right well and it's like I like I didn't start by purposely looking for like golden nuggets but like those sort of nuggets ever like since well going way back when we were like with the mushrooms taking root pulling that card like what was yeah. one of our first episodes I was like yeah. that moment really I think it that's was like Kenzie and debauchery I think that is our very that, that's episode. episode one yeah so it was like yeah pulling having that sort of moment it then just started making sense and then you know, coming across or even just hearing some phrases. Selfishly, for me, it was like, oh, that's beautiful. That's something I want to reflect reflect on this week. Um, so yeah, it's, it's easy to just translate into the podcast when <laughs> as a host. <laughs> but right. yeah, it's not, not something that I envisioned going in was that self-help part, but here we are. Right. I think also this is a really interesting point in which we can segue into the dream that we have today because this dream um is, oh. that was rude this, this whole time is, look i just want to say benito this whole time has been playing with a ball all by herself <laughs> it's just you know, throwing it bu- 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 she uh, rolled bu- it bu- under bu- um <laughs> i have a a what's it called a sideboard in our dining room mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. rolled it under the sideboard and she can't fucking reach it so she's like, uh, our so fishing wants help. Yeah, but she has two balls. So she does this thing where she likes to dribble. Um, so she picks it up and then she drops it. 
but she likes to try and get it stuck under stuff to see if she can get it. But spoiler is, she never gets it. She never does. Like, bro, I'm about to just put like baby blockers and like just put like wood all under everything because I'm tired of this because all that's going to happen is she's going to get bigger and then it's going to get harder and harder. she's going to get madder. So anyway. Anyway, I think that this is an interesting segue because the dream that we have today is relatively heavy. Um, it wasn't like we said um, for Mackenzie's mutilation. It was not our intention to have a season that was like all about death. Um, and it's not bad that we've had the season that's primarily about death, but it is really strange and interesting. Mm-hmm. And as a bit of a teaser, listen out for season three because we're hoping to have just one episode sort of focusing on that idea, I think, and I, or at least, I think Yvonne and I really wanted to explore that idea more. So we might take an episode to do that, but you know, you'll see when we get there. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> this week's dream, um, another one about I can't wait to tell y'all death. about the new structures of season three. Yeah, it's gonna be so a little bit, mixing things up a little bit, you know? Um, yeah, this week's dreams comes to us from Andrea, um, who is currently in Laredo, Texas. On um, Andrea, I know once again from college. Shout out Mary Faust. Um, shout out Andrea. Um, very close, good, good friends. Um, she is Andrea is kicking ass right now in law school, um, working on getting a law degree, just like our the fabulous Elwoods. So. Rooting, rooting for what, like rooting for hard, Andrea. <laughs> what, like exactly? <laughs> so rooting for Andrea, so she can one day, you know, help the world in different ways. Do you um, know what um what her goal is? Like, what kind of law? So she's jumped around a lot. Um, she started in immigration. Um, but she yeah is, okay think, yeah. I was gonna say now, I remember I remember that. Um, but I don't remember much else about her. She is so now. Well, I know that she's working at least for the summer in an environmental sort of agency to help with that. And I think I think she wants to shift more towards sort of animal law um, and things like that. So I don't know what that specifically might be called, but you know, that sort of umbrella instead. Yeah. Um, Okay. So yeah, I met Andrea once um y'all came to eat at the restaurant i used to work at um when i worked at the the southeast asian restaurant um and she brought some of her friends and her friends fucking sucked um i just remember it was like you and andrea and it was like chill but then her friends were i was like have y'all been outside before like god damn i was so upset with them um so andrea if you're listening get your friends together um that really that left an impression on me um and those white people literally terrorized me in that short amount of time and y'all it was i was like so excited it was like the first time that you had ever been like physically to the restaurant and i was like i was like woo ryan's here (laughs) um and they really sucked the fun they were some fun suckers so no let's not give them any more um energy (laughs) um i you know what? We'll talk about it in a second. There's a mm-hmm. lot about this dream that I think that y'all would be really excited to learn. Um, and I think that Benito's about to be ARK. So I want to hurry up and transition before she gets talkative. All right, well, let's get into this dream. In my dream, 
I was driving on a highway overpass, and I noticed in the distant horizon what looked like a Google Maps pin for a location. As I get closer, I see that all around me are other location pins, and I'm confused as to where I'm supposed to go. Do I stick with the first one I spotted, or do I try going to another one? Eventually, I make my way to the first pin, and it's the neighborhood my parents grew up in. I just walked from what was my mom's old house to my dad's, where my grandmother still lives. Nobody was home. I don't spend too much time at my dad's, but I go back to my mom's childhood home. It's still furnished exactly as I remember. I take my time inside my mom's old bedroom she shared with her sister. It still has all the stuffed animals, pink walls, and a whole range of her sister's platforms. I tried some on, a perfect fit, and they felt heavy to walk in. I take them off, make my way back. I sit on the top of the stairs feeling overwhelmingly sad. I don't want to leave, but I know I have somewhere else to be. But where? Before I can decide on what way, where to go from there, I'm woken up. I woke up to the news that my uncle, who was married to my mom's sister, had died. So where do we start? So I guess um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do, I think, what I, what has typically come to be the case here, is I'm going to start us off here really fast in my Nightmares book. Um, the Dark okay. Side of Dreams and Dreaming by Stassi Michaels, um, because there is just a little part um, that they have on that says death as grief about actual loss. Um, so I just thought that might be interesting. Yeah. Um, it's so wild to me that this is like, that Andrea's dream is like a, is, is essentially a premonition or just sort of a message, an understanding about um something the news that she's about to understand you know wake up to so that that part was so intriguing um but i didn't really find any part there um isn't really sort of any premonition part in this book which i was hoping it would be but anyway uh so they write death uh, as grief about actual loss uh, when a loved one dies a dream about their death can help you process your grief Researchers Aaron Greenberg and Milton Kramer did some research that suggested one function of dreaming is to act like a dead digestion, <laughs> tripping over an easy word, digestion system for pain and distress. Their study storylines and dreams parallel the events in a dreamer's life and help diffuse painful emotions of those with post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD. For some, a single dream helps them deal with grief. Grief for others, it can take many dreams. So it's interesting to keep that, just to, just to have that in the back of our minds um, and to think about that as Andrea, Andrea was sort of processing this in the moment. Um, you know, you see all that we, well, not we, I don't wanna you know, speak generals here, but the, all the time and um, you hear, you know, you, you know when a loved one dies or, you know, when, when, you, when somebody gets into a car accident, you know, halfway across the world, a loved one, you know, you can always sort of feel that. So it's just sort of interesting mm -hmm. to me that we have, we have like this dream of actual, like, it seems like if I got news about a loved one's death, this might be something I do in general is sort of walk around aimlessly because you don't really know what to do in that moment. Um, mm -hmm. Like when I lost my grandfather, it was all just, it was just kind of like, 
what do I do with the rest of my day? Cause everything feels wrong. <laughs> right. Right. Like, so, how do you so to this? like, right, exactly. So to walk around in, in childhood homes to um, sort of explore those, those, I don't know, areas and places where these people have been um, is, is interesting to me and just sort of makes sense as we're thinking about loss and grief and coping. Yeah. So um, I want to read from a book I've never, if y'all heard that jingle, that is Benita letting me know that she would like to go outside, but I think that she might be lying. I cannot tell. So I'm going to try and read and hope that she just wants attention because that means that she'll just lay down. Okay. So I got this book from, um, there's this man named Cricket or we call him Cricket. I'll tell you all about Cricket when we get back from outside. Please excuse me. Okay, so Cricket. Um, yeah, tell us about Cricket. Cricket owns, operates, founded um, what is called the Boomerang Book Bus. And the Boomerang Book Bus is a traveling bookstore, independent bookstore out of an old school bus. And um, Cricket is black. And I saw Cricket like two months ago um, at the farmer's market, parked outside. Complete surprise. Didn't know he was going to be there. Um, I've met Cricket maybe one other occasion. Um, So it was like a whole like, you know, reintroduction. I was like, yeah, you know, he was like, I think I remember you. And I was like, it's been a like literally year since I've been to the book bus. So Um, and he was like, you looking for anything in particular? And I was like, no. And he asked me, like, what was I up to? Um, and I was like, somehow we got on the topic of the podcast. And he was like, I think I have something for you. And he handed me this book called The Interpretation of Dreams in Chinese Culture. And I've been kind of apprehensive to use it because it's just like, I'm not Chinese. Um, right. I understood that he wasn't giving it to me because he thought I was Chinese. Right. Um, <laughs> So, but like, it just, I've been having a hard time trying to figure out how to fit it in, in a way that didn't feel like I was fetishizing any of this. Um, Mm. And I, I think today is finally the day. So um, once again, this is the interpretation of dreams in Chinese culture by Feng Jingpai. And I literally just looked up how to pronounce this and I already forgot. Um, Zhuan Zhuen, I believe. And there's a section in this book called theories and interpreters and on page 27 26 it starts the 10 dreams she meng classification system the system of dream categorization cat oh my god oh my god words today are hard (gasps) categorization is recorded in Wang Fu's book on human potentials. Said to have been written in the Eastern Han Dynasty, Wang Fu explained each of the categories in his 10 dreams system as follows. I think that the first three, I'm having a hard time understanding where Andrea's dream fits. So I'm going Mm -hmm. to read all three of these and then we get to talk about it. One, Ji Meng. Literally, these are straight parentheses, direct dreams. In the category, the dream subject is the future of the dreamer and directly related. For example, in the Zhao dynasty, before Emperor Yu was born, his mother dreamed that the heavenly emperor told her, 
name your son Yu and give him the Tang state to rule. After her son was born, his palm print revealed the character Yu. Wow. Number two, Xiang Ming. These are symbolic dreams pretending. Also, I don't, I, I don't know how well I'm doing um, with pronouncing these. Um, so to, mo- I to just my untrained say, ear, you're doing amazing. I just want to support you in that. But <laughs> um, I, I, can't I did. Say for sure. um, I had like a class where we had to like memorize these. Not a Chinese course, but like um, it was like a Asian history class where we had to figure these out. The, very long time ago, over a decade ago. So hopefully I'm not destroying cool. Mr. Cool. Francis from the me. Right. Um, Zhang Meng, these are symbolic dreams, pretending connections to real objects or events as regarded by folk beliefs or drawn from early texts. For example, verses in the Book of Songs state, the bear is the symbol of male, the worm and snake are symbols of female, and that lots of fish mean abundance and plenty. Lots of flags mean prosperity for the house. Number three, Jiang Ming. If the dreamer is focused on a particular subject, it will no doubt become the subject of a dream. It is said that Confucius thought that the virtue, virtue that the virtues of Emperor Wu Wang, and thus had dreams of virtues he practiced. Wang Fu's Jing Ming classification. Ain't no way. Huh. She just wants ain't no Jiang. way. Wang Fu's Jingming classification is similar to the Shi Ming thinking dream type of the six dreams classification scheme from the rises of Zhao. I think the, I don't know the difference. I haven't read a lot of this book, but I feel like mm-hmm. what I was leaning towards is the Jingming, the straight and direct dream. Like it's an interesting take to think that you revisited this place with no intention mm-hmm. that you understood. Right. It was just, it was just this like knowledge to go or like, you know, especially when, or it's almost this, almost this choice, but not choice. It's, it's wild to me, this sort of underlying, like it was the first pin that Andrea saw, but then as she got closer, other pins started, started popping up too. So it just makes me wonder like, if Andrea, if this was a lucid dream, if Andrea maybe could control where she was going, um, she could she could go to those other pins, or if it was one of those things where, um, you know, maybe not because, in the function of this dream, um, it really seems like there needed to be a message that got through, which really drove her to <laughs> drove literally and um, just sort of I meant like that internal drive brought her to. Um, the neighborhood right. that her parents grew up in internal drive internal drive internal drive it's interesting so should we look okay. at so should we look at um i guess we should drive. die we really need to dive into it so drive first right yeah so i looked up drive in um the dream dictionary a to z by Teresa chung but she told me to look at car okay. i'm trying to think I don't think anybody else had drive. Um, so car is on page um, 109. <laughs> Dream cars can symbolize the image or persona you are trying to project to others. This can be sleek and powerful or practical and powerful. Um, whenever a car- We talked about in a dream, this in Weepy Wake. 
in yeah we did i was just thinking about that too and i think in um controlled collision did we have not no. we didn't have this we didn't have Teresa chung's book um but we did talk about cars um sorry to cut you off i i just know you're fine that not being relevant <laughs> um to yeah what we I'm needed gonna... because it was about the physical aspect of the car the actual not like car the, not like a vehicle of movement so the dreamer's dictionary from a to z by lady stern robinson and tom corvette has drive um we can either oh, there keep you go. reading Teresa's let's look at no let's maybe let's just look at drive okay it's on page 126 top left you'll have a stroke of money luck if someone else was driving you but if you were driving yourself it is a warning to avoid gambling and be cautious in money matters for the next few weeks I think that's interesting considering like grief you make excuses when you're grieving and mm -hmm. like one of my favorite excuses when I'm grieving is I need it I deserve it and I'm blowing money blowing money honey yeah and it, and it's it's one of those things too where you're not it's you're like you shouldn't make like dramatic choices when you um are in such are like fucking sort of miserable. swings yeah so it's um <laughs> yeah it's sort of just sort of a wise little message there um and then almost immediately we have highway overpass too so i did look up highway which i didn't is, even look that up that's a good idea it's there believe it or not in once again um teresa chung's book uh oh, so there. in dreams I'm gonna see if eric has it just for funsies <laughs> we did mark some in eric today i'm not gonna totally i won't totally rag on him today <laughs> um today in dream this might be the last season we i use eric though in dreams yeah. any kind of highway represents a symbolic journey in real life so i mean again i mean makes sense already I'm this may this be book. related say that again i'm getting rid of this book eric's he has I'm a, telling a you. big a big fun slur big fun slur can you see that oh oh <laughs> cool um, okay. <laughs> eric's no longer going to be used after this season this goodbye is, eric. <laughs> um this is a transphobic book that we will no longer be using i haven't um, seen that word in many a fortnight i am i'm flustered right now <laughs> please read it again i'm i'm sorry <laughs> uh, yeah i didn't start <laughs> um Okay, so highway in Teresa Chung's book, uh, in yes. dreams, any kind of highway represents a symbolic journey in real life. This may be okay. related to your career, your private, or your social life. Um, your actions on this journey will be significant. The, there wasn't traffic. Um, everything that occurs will be significant for your dream interpretation. Uh, to dream you're in a parking lot? No. To dream you cannot find a parking space? No. You may still be on your quest to find your talent or niche where you belong. Alternatively, it re may reflect your busy life and lack of time. That's really interesting considering what we mm -hmm. know about Andrea. Um, I kind of want to just like jump straight into like map because imagining- The pins all over are so interesting. Yeah, right. Like imagining that, like being able to see that. Um, have you ever, is it Need for Speed? You ever played Need for Speed? No, I've I know the title, but I've never I don't think actually played that. So Need for Speed, um, I th if I'm saying the right the right game, um, there's like opportunity for you to get like classic cars, but you can't just like buy them. You like find them, 
and you'll be driving literally down the highway and you'll see a, a Google pin like off into the distance, but there's no. no clear way how to get to it. You have to like drive through the fort, not the forest, but like drive through like the desert and like you just have to like keep it in your sights, but then you'll like hit a cliff. And it's like, well, now I had to get down the cliff and like figure out how to get over there. Um, and that's what this reminded me of was Need I for wonder, Speed. I wonder if Andrea's played. Uh, so Andrea's dad, I'm going to get this wrong. I think wasn't a NASCAR driver, but maybe a Formula One racer. Oh, cool, <laughs> I don't know what I'm cooler, saying. Anyway. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, he definitely wasn't NASCAR, but he drove, drove super fast cars. Andrea loves, is super into it. Her dad like still works and trades and buys um, cars. Um, so that's that's interesting. I wonder if Andrea has ever played Need for Speed and that like sort of translates oh, into all, her dream. I my dad is not that into cars and I grew up playing like games like Need for Speed and like Crazy <laughs> Taxi. Um and my partner who is into cars, I'm I'm pretty sure it's like Need for Speed. Um we've been playing that because it's just fun. It's just, it's fun to drive around. I like to, um, this is so irrelevant, but I like to, his car is in the game. I like to play his car, but like wreck it. He doesn't think it's funny. <laughs> I like to drive down the, the highway, just scrape it on the metal, like bar. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> just, no. He does not like it. Okay, so map. Um, in Lady Stone Robinson's Dream Dictionary on page 246, top right. Maps, as one would expect signified journeys and changes the larger the map was in your dream the more distant will be the travel and or the greater the change the more brightly colored the map the happier the forecast if in your dream you were drawing a map the travel or change will have a lucky aspect providing that you used a pencil if you used a pen it signifies complications well that's not necessarily relevant um, I oh, also looked up back map. when, oh my God, back when okay. people actually used maps and had to mark their actual, like what roads right. they were going to take. Uh, technology has spoiled us. I cannot, I don't think I could really read a map. I could try. I, it wouldn't be great. Read a map and drive. At the same time? No, no, no. <laughs> Impossible. That's why for me, like Andrea's dream, like I'm literally envisioning Andrea in a Google map, like not as the arrow, but standing where the arrow would on the little google directions and then you you know like just deciding looking at the pins all around and deciding where to go yeah the okay so um teresa chung says that map on page 347 um if you consult a map or an atlas or a compass in your dream it suggests that options are open to you in your waking life it's interesting considering that like i feel like because andrea went this could be another fantastic segue because Andrea went to was it dad's house first and then to the mom's house. It was it's like moms to dads, yeah. No, I thought it was dad to moms because um the shoes, uh, the sister's shoes. It's the mom's sister's shoes. So well, it says her so on, on her maternal side. I just walked from what was my mom's old house to my dad's where my grandmother still lives. I don't spend much time at my dad's. Oh, but I go back to my mom's. So she goes, okay, so back boop, boop, it's boop. a lot of back and forth. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we were both right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like, wait though. <laughs> um, I think that's interesting considering that that definition was talking about options that are open because mm -hmm. it's like, it seems 
it might be too early to tell because we really it's it's early um but it seems like an opportunity to like get closer to like family members in a way oh yeah like through this like tragic loss which we will we haven't told y'all how tragic it was um we haven't even read the article that andrea sent in conjunction with this dream we had to translate it from um spanish to english i think that i think it'll make sense when to talk about it i don't know if it makes sense right this second yeah but you know thinking about grief in general you do sort of pull back to your family um yeah or at least if you don't pull back to your family you sort of think about mortality in general and which for me i'll speak i'll speak for myself i like to generalize a lot but for me loss just brings you closer to again maybe it doesn't bring you closer it think you makes you think about your family in different ways you know it it definitely does that it definitely yeah my um my great grandmother is um you know going through it right now um she got diagnosed with cancer she just turned she turned 81 last saturday um and Um, happy belated it's very strange to like talk to my family members i feel like I haven't talked to them in like a really long time, but like I find myself calling my aunt, what you doing, girl? Like <laughs> it's just like it's like fun, but it's also strange because it's like I it's fugly. It's like why mm-hmm. why are we waiting in a way? But also like they live essentially on the other side of the country. I live over here. And like I was explaining to my I called her like before she even got diagnosed with cancer a few months ago. And I was like, I want to come see you, but like I just started making a livable wage. Like mm-hmm. I just, it is now available to me that I could potentially travel and like the pandemic, I'm not traveling during this. So like, mm-hmm. you know, and she was like, Oh no, baby, it's fine. But now I'm like, it's not fine. <laughs> it's not fine. Um, That's what, I yeah. Mean, so even, there's like, God, also I don't there's like go a different process. Yeah. <laughs> there's a different process when you, when you know, and it's like mm-hmm. a, almost like a, I've been using this metaphor a lot with like my interns, but like, it's like a runway of like preparation. Like there's, it's like a runway, an airplane, you know, has time and then it gradually goes up versus a helicopter, which just goes straight up. Goes straight up. Um, yeah. And like the, the difference you have in that preparation. Um, here, Andrea was not i feel like maybe we should just talk about this article now well but that's what i'm saying the andrea almost was prepared this dream is preparation this dream like, it's a short runway in a way yeah it, there you go it's a very short runway for the reality that hits andrea when she wakes up yeah so um right so it, as you guys know because we said that andrea in the dream at the end of the dream andrea wakes up to news that her mom's sister's husband her uncle um, has died, um, but she's like woken up to that actual news. Um, and Andrea also, yeah, linked us, like uh, Ivana said, linked us to an article um, from El Sol de Mexico, the news outlet, um, about the actual accident that happened. So trigger warning, because now we're, we're moving from um, this like subconscious fiction to actual reality. So what we are about to read to you happened. <laughs> so Ryan, do you want to read? Do you want me to read? Um, either way. Okay. Here, it's, at yeah. least at least three people died in a vehicle accident that occurred in Mexico Toluca Highway on Tuesday afternoon. The event occurred at the height of the Rio Hondito 
area and the place known as Los Chirinos in Lema and the directions uh, and in the direction of Toluca. A trailer and several vehicles were affected. The causes of the accident are still unknown. The emergency services of the Red Cross, SUEM, and Municipal Civil Protection came to the site to attend the people who managed to save their lives. The white cargo unit also crashed into a tree, which it toppled, as well as a commercial premises that was affected in the area. The victims were pressed into the bodywork of the vehicle, so the paramedics had to use special equipment to be able to rescue the remains. The deceased persons were left unknown as well as the injured. The section together with the last <laughs> La Escondida, La Escondida area in the diversion to this one is definitely Amamoluco. Um, Amamoluco are the most dangerous points to have claimed the lives of at least 25 people in the last two years. The most tragic event was the one that occurred last year in the Las Escondida area where 16 people died in the overturning of a bus. Okay, we need some civil engineers out there to um, fix some yeah, roads because that's this road terrifying. like a dangerous road. Um, uh, may so they yeah, all just, rest. I know. I It really, this article really is... Um, is really sad. sad and we know that the and you know and we know that one of although the deceased persons were left unknown andrea we know that one of them was our uncle so may he rest first of just, all. It's, may he rest yeah i mean that's that's so rough and then again to to wake up to that news but after having this particular dream so yeah so now it would be interesting to go into sort of the house and the, i would really want to talk about her sister's platforms <laughs> Uh, yeah but that's so should we we should start with house we should yeah 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 which we've okay. definitely which we've definitely looked at before and other um uh you know dreams yeah. houses i'm gonna speak out my ass a little bit before we look at it but houses as home it's like your home is you it's the center it's very much like a representation of yourself and then rooms yeah are then particular sort of areas in the body if you break it down yeah um which book are you about to read from um i don't think i oh um teresa chung 279 okay in the house if the house that featured in your dream was your actual home or maybe it wasn't her actual home, but definitely related to, um, and some aspects of it was highlighted. You need to decide whether your dream was literal. If you were cleaning out a cupboard, is this on your to-do list? Or whether it relates to some aspect of yourself, could the same dream be telling you to sort things through and reassess your priorities? Um, the foundations of the house symbolize the basic attitudes and process upon which your life is built. If your dream house represents yourself, what did your dream tell you about the foundations and structure? Um, Houses and dreams often represent parts of your mind and personality. So if you dream of leaving your current home to live in another, this simply reflects your awareness of different parts of your personality. Um, yeah, that's sort of, oh, and then I just sort of accidentally came across home slash childhood slash home from the past. Bless you. 
Um, the helms in which you once lived can become symbols of certain factors that shaped the person you have now become. That is really interesting, especially thinking about wearing her aunt's heels, right? Like we are, we're in a yeah. place that, that shaped her mom who yeah. inevitably shaped Andrea too. So to dream about, you know, all of these houses that Andrea's has connections to, um, that's sort of wild. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to skip through to see like what is actually relevant. Um, Nothing really else. Yeah, you go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to be in the Dreamers Dictionary for me to see by Lady Stern Robinson and Tom Corbett on page 204. An old home signifies a reunion or renewal of an old association. A new house predicts financial security. Building a house or seeing one under construction forecasts the unexpected gain, possibly throughout a legacy. Buying a house indicates a short but exciting love affair. Selling a house is an omen to a release from a pressing responsibility. A dream that featured a house being demolished or being empty suggests that you are grieving over... Okay, let me <laughs> start over. on the head wait a minute let me start over because that oh okay a dream which featured a house being demolished or being in in an empty one suggests that you are grieving over a recent loss broken relationship or missed opportunity don't despair time really does heal all things that's beautiful i know i mean like because shit. I don't know if we've said, but again, if you remember the back to the dream, Andrea says quite literally, nobody is home. Um, so like this mm -hmm. is, this is a moment for Andrea. This is a moment that Andrea needs to, it's a while that Andrea literally is receiving this message as, right. as she gets the news. I, um, I kind of want to do talk about the fact that it's mom, dad, mom. Um, so, but also within mom, dad, mom, it's mom, dad in like a subscript grandma and then mom. <laughs> mom. So, so yeah, um, you said that you marked, I marked parents. Um, so I can read parents and then we can go into mom, dad, mom. Yeah, that um, works. Parents in the same dictionary by Ladies and Robinson, Tom Corbett, page 277. As a rule, fathers represent authority and mothers symbolize love. And you will have to figure out the meaning of your dream by correlating the actions of your parental attitude and other elements of the dream. But as a general guide, if the parent that you dreamed of is dead or he or she spoke to you, you can expect to hear important news. Otherwise, a dream of your mother's signifies happiness and love or personal affairs and the dream of your father forecasts progress in business professional or career matters to dream of being a parent no to dream of the parents of others um yes and no if you know there we could find a way into it because uh like a grandma is a parent of another but andrea is oh, also true. related to grandma but when yeah. we're gonna read grandma so just skip it i think just skip okay okay um you wanna talk about the mother 
Yeah, I'll yeah. So I did I did mark them in Eric Ackroyd's book. So let's get one couple. I guess this is this will be his last definitions before we again just do not use him anymore. Decommission. Um, so mother, um, a dream about your mother may be telling you something about your relationship with your mother. Um, mother attachment may be so strong that the development of your own individuality has been prevented. Inner independence of the mother is the first great step toward realizing your true self. Um, and then another relevant one, the mother may symbolize the unconscious intuition, natural and instinctive life, the source of nourishment and growth for the psyche. Okay, dad. Father um the presence of your father in a dream may not be symbolic but a straightforward representation of him or of the way you see slash remember him which may owe more to your subjective distortions than what to okay actually fuck that was. because why is it, it that really women is. are always a symbol of something else but a man can be himself what, but a right, man exactly. is himself is itself right that is and th that. it's also gendered too um um, for a woman, the father may figure in a dream as one who generates affection. Um, frequent appearances of either parents or both in dreams may be a sign that you have not thrown off an infantile over-dependence on them. I don't think that's true. I think here it's just like, it's okay. quite literally, they're related to who they're related to the situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's at, she's back to where everybody grew up i feel like because of the way that these definitions are going that grandmother's a waste of time in eric Eckhart's book and that's the only place i found it so i just am very agitated that it seems like any attachment i think i'm agitated but i didn't look up uncle um I'm gonna look up Uncle and Eric Ackroyd and see oh, how I much he pisses me off because i think that it's interesting that um once again like your attachment to a man can be an uplifting, affectionate one, but your attachment to a woman is a burden and a sight that you are not your whole self. And I think it's interesting thinking about that, considering that mm -hmm. Andrea, first of all, I don't think it's true, but thinking about that um, interpretation and thinking about the fact that Andrea tries on somebody else's shoes that are difficult to walk in. Right. So let's see if they got <sighs> uncle in here um no uncle it got ugly um okay so let's since now, you mentioned it let's look at the platform shoes let's look at those shoes because i think shoes, I, okay before we go um because we sort of we need to get into card clarification here but i want to look at a couple other things um um, so in Teresa Chung's Dream Dictionary from A to Z on page 134, there's an introduction to clothes that I want to read um, that I think might be relevant. And then I found shoes in Lady Stone Robinson and Tom Corbett's book. So once again, <clears throat> um, I'm sorry, my allergies are starting to act up, so my voice might change a bit. Dreams about clothes are very common, and they usually tell you something about self-image. In waking life, clothes protect, conceal, and reveal and so in dreams, they depict the facade or persona that you create for other people. By doing so, they tell you where you may be vulnerable or exposed in waking life. The colors and conditions of your dream clothes are especially important as they may symbolize how you are feeling about yourself how or how others are perceiving you. 
For example, if you were dressed in brightly colored designer clothes and were basking in the admiration of others, this may indicate good self-esteem. Whereas if you were dressed in dark, shabby looking garments in your dream and you feel miserable and self-conscious, it may be that this is how you are feeling in the real world. Dreams about clothes can often focus on whether you are wearing the right outfit for the right occasion. For example, if you turn up to a party dressed totally inappropriately, you may have problems getting dressed or find yourself walking naked down a busy street. Such dreams are rarely about sex and more about feelings of vulnerability, although they are sometimes about freedom and, I'm sorry, freedom from inhibitions. Okay, so where to next then? That's so interesting. Um, I feel like straight to shoes. Um, I found shoes yeah, in um, the Dreamers Dictionary, uh, Ladies and Robinson. Um, mm-hmm. And shoes, shoes, shoes is on page three thirty one. Shabby or worn shoes are an omen of success. New shoes are a warning against overconfidence. To dream of losing your shoes indicates that you are wa- wasting your efforts on unproductive unproductive activity. To shine your shoes predicts an unexpectedly fortunate venture. To see a shoemaker at work now. Oh, that actually wasn't that helpful. The last thing that I do want to talk about, though, is... Well, I think I do think it's interesting that there's sort of fortune... Not fortune, because obviously this isn't a... Like, obviously, we wanted to avoid the death, but, like, taking it with a grain of salt that maybe, like in the future there like that this is uh, shit i don't know like andre can take comfort in like i think in this as hard as this is you know what i mean like obviously there's yeah. grief and loss but like that surrounding sort of like yeah support almost you know thinking mm-hmm. about shoes too um is is interesting um i feel like maybe because trying to find a way into shoes is proving to be difficult that we should switch to talking about the context of where the shoes were. I have two words that I think will help us to understand the importance of the shoes. One is pink and the other is staircase. I also looked up heavy. Okay, look up, okay, let's talk about heavy and then let's talk about <laughs> pink and let's talk about staircase. Um, so to Lady Stern Robinson and Tom Corbett had heavy package bundle or whatever is a symbol of wealth so wealth in the family i don't know you know it's like they're the shoe they're her mom's maybe shoes. emotional wealth they're like heavy. support yeah yeah that's what i'm thinking in the way into it um especially since they were her mom's um sisters her mom's sisters <laughs> uh right yeah uh, yeah um that 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 seems you know again it just makes sense when thinking about like the a death of a family member yeah okay um dang i don't shoot is pink necessary then we gotta we gotta get on up you know yeah like we have to yeah. switch gears so i feel like maybe pink is not necessary not. um i feel like maybe, let's just do staircase yeah um, i was gonna say the last thing i looked at was stairs just page 481 and Teresa chung According to Young, stairs are a clear symbol of psychological growth, whereas Freud attributed phallic phallic symbolism to the image. In general, dream stairs are thought to represent feelings and connections with achievement, failure, climbing, 
and falling to dream this is long to dream that you are walking up a flight of steps no to dream that you are walking down no if you're running up a staircase no if you're running up the stairs in fear if you're running up the stairs in pleasure if you are running down the stairs in fear if you trip a dream often experienced by children is that skimming down the stairs the stream feels almost like flying down the stairs and the feet touching the edge of the stair every so often creating an exhilarating sense of pleasure the reason for the dream is that it represents a task. The climbing of the stairs that once seemed daunting to the toddler, but which now has been mastered given to the rise of sense of effortless achievement and symbolized by skimming. Finally, using an escalator, nah. A dream of walking against the direction of the escalator, nah. Okay. Okay, so what, what I love about that, what I love about that is that Andrea doesn't give us all we know, there's there's never walking up or down. So for me, the stairs, her just sitting down on top of the stairs, already having done the journey or already having the knowledge, just once again sort of shows that this really was a premonition of the moment that was going to happen. Yeah. She sits down, already has done the work, not knowing, not seeing, not understanding, not telling us that she's either walked up or downstairs. We just know that she's on on top of some and then she sits down on them. So for me, although those, like, although we only have definitions of going up and down, it's so interesting to think about her just sitting down on top of the stairs. It's just like that knowledge is already there. She's already done the work. Okay, so sitting on top of the stairs, feeling overwhelmingly sad. So let's hit sadness real quick. The Dreamer's Dictionary, ladies from Robinson, Tom Corbett, three, two, one, um, 321. A dream of contrary, where whatever your worries or troubles may be, they will soon be over. So I guess maybe that sadness is probably like, I don't know what's about to happen, but I know that something's about to happen. Yeah. That's really interesting. And, and I mean, like, and of course, uh, what a, I mean, it makes sense that that sadness is the correlation again, when we're thinking about actual real life, um, you know, death. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you ready to move Oof. on? Yeah. Um, yeah. This one was a heavy hitter. I mean, this one was, you know, uh, realistic. I mean, honestly, real life. So it was um, really interesting to sort of dive into a, um, I know I keep saying it, but a premonition like that, that was, this is very interesting. It was definitely a first. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's- Okay, um, before, yeah, go before ahead. we move on to um, card clarifications, um, I would like to practice a moment of silence for Uncle Gabo and the other folks that were taken in the accident. So we're gonna take about a minute um, of silence and then We'll get into the final card clarification of season two. Yeah, let's do it. Do you want your dream to be featured on our podcast? Do you have a recurring dream that drives you wild? A sex dream that leaves you feeling dirty? A nightmare that makes you feel guilty? Head over to www.wildestdreamspodcast.com and click the submit tab. Once you're there, fill out our form and submit your dream as text. 
Prefer to send audio? You can always drop us a line at our email, submit at wildestdreamspodcast.com. Each week, we'll feature one dream that we'll try our damnedest to decipher. It's listeners like you that keep our dream alive. Thank you. Thank you. You want to go first? Um, yeah, so I had two that sort of jumped out, like came out, and I might pull a third just because I typically read threes. Oh, and two of them are in the blade suit. Okay, I am um, pulled from um, the typical, the antique anatomy um, cards this week. Um, so the first card was Judgment. Um, which interesting. Is, it's uh, very interesting, especially because it's, um, you know, it is this card represents that with um, a skeleton in a, not completely in a, but surrounded by a coffin and some flowers too. Um, yeah, this, but, um, this tarot deck is like heavy on like what a lot of people would probably refer to as death imagery. It's a lot of skulls. It's a lot of like medical implements that like, um, not implements, instruments that like aren't necessarily, they are no longer considered modern. Um, so they probably are associated with like a lot of like, I'm gonna say lost causes for lack of a better word. Oh yeah, there you go. Um, so the judgment card, the past is calling, um, and it won't stop until you acknowledge it. The judgment card is all about your acceptance and forgiveness. When you understand that some things can't be changed, you can finally move on to bigger and better things. This card wants you to stop wearing masks and be your authentic and imperfect self. What makes you great is your resilience in the face of your toughest trials and the and your battle scars contain the map to your future. God, the That's card clarification, the card map. clarification just does so well. <gasps> Rebirth is the process of reflecting on your choices and understanding how they Hell led yeah. you to where you are now. Uh, you are about to be resurrected into the next version of yourself. So, uh, you know, again, this just makes sense. There's a group there's lit quite literally Andrea lost her uncle. So there is a process that um, goes with grief um, that all of those things I think will be produced out of. Yeah. Um, do you want to um, keep going or do you want to switch? Yeah. Let me go ahead and wrap up. Cause I think these might be yeah. relevant too, just cause they're paired. They, and the one the so I it's, I have the um, one of blades and then the four of blades, which Ace. again are both, or excuse me, yeah, the Ace of Blades, um, and then the Four of Blades, which are um, swords, technically, right? In most, mm -hmm. um, that's yeah, really in most interesting. Decks. Uh, so the Ace of Blades, the raw intellectual energy in the universe, is represented by the Ace of Blades. <laughs> this, I mean, again, the universe literally contacted Andrea. Your mind has the ability to reach new heights now, and your ideas are strong and fresh. It will serve you well to approach things with a critical mind. Focusing on yourself should be their priority. Take time to plan out your goals and think about obstacles you've faced. Um, and then the four of blades of period of recuperation is indicated by the four of blades. So just again, wrapping up my Clark clarification here. Um, God, it's eerie sometimes how well they know. <laughs> Rest is one of the most compassionate thing. Wow, this is beautiful. Rest is one of the most compassionate things you can do for your mental well-being. And when you heal the mind, all other problems you face become much more manageable. You need to accept that this is what your mind and body need right now. Relaxation allows you to regroup and refocus so you can tackle the stress that surrounds you. If you attack a situation head on without the mental clarity of a rested mind, you won't be able to accomplish as much as you set out to. Okay, so, so interesting. That so interesting. Is that is beautiful. Okay, so 
Um, I'm also reading with the Antique Anatomy Tarot. Um, I thought it'd be fun for us to read from the same deck. Oh, yeah. Um, Especially at the so, end. Yeah. yeah. So I, while shuffling, I had a card fallout, which initially, because this deck is so different from all of my other ones, it's not like immediately on site. I'm like, oh, it's a cloaked person. That's the hermit. Mm-hmm. So when this card fell out, I was like, oh, that's the hermit. And then I was like, the moon, which is really interesting because the companion card to the moon is the hermit. Is the hermit. So um, I wasn't going to read from the book, but oh, she really hitting today. So I kind of want to read from the book yeah. um, just to keep the, the same energy. So the moon, the moon card is full of illusion and mystery it leaves you feeling unsure of what's real since only fragments of reality are illuminated while the rest is cast in the shadow and the reading the moon turns up when you are trying to force answers that aren't that you aren't ready to reveal i'm sorry that aren't ready to reveal themselves you can try to put all of the pieces together but you'll end up stumbling around in the dark it is wise to take a step back now and observe your feelings instead of acting on them your subconscious needs time to unravel the mysteries surrounding you so I think that this is really poignant when thinking about the fact that Ryan just read about the necessity of rest. So I'm going to pull a couple more cards. I accidentally pulled three at once. That was not on purpose. So I have the three of rods in reverse, which is three of wands. I have the five of coins in reverse, which is um, five of pentacles. And then I have the two of blades, which is two of swords. Oh, the two of blades has um all of the blades three ladybugs on it. That's interesting. So what I'm getting right now, like all book aside, is that like there's going to be a moment in which you're going to this really is just playing off the moon. Like there's a certain demand that you have for answers. Like maybe you're feeling really curious as to how you were able to position yourself mentally to even have the stream. And that while is normal and like expected to like, how the fuck did I, could I have known? It is not a moment for you to try and like hone this through like overexertion. You need to understand that like this came to you at the right time. And that also other things will come to you at the right time. There is no way for you to position yourself Mm -hmm. to continue to have these premonitions over and over and over again, you will exhaust yourself trying to force being clairvoyant, being clairaudient, being literally any kind of like, your intuition, you can hone it, you can sharpen it. Part of the way you sharpen your intuition is literally by being honest with yourself and listening to yourself, which is what we talked about earlier. And like understanding that like, I need more time to rest. When you rest, your body is able to do so much. Your brain is able to do so much. Your spirit is able to do even more. And that is one thing that like grind culture and also like shame and guilt steal from us that we need to reinvigorate. So the two of blades is also understanding that like you have to decide what you're letting go of and what you're keeping. And those two moments are going to weave together to make this like beautiful tapestry of like self-awareness. That was a, that was cute. I thought of that <laughs> off the top. Um, and that like ultimately will blanket you to protect you from, what's the word? I think I said this already, but overexertion, like that just mm-hmm. keeps coming up. Like I know that like 
these moments, it seems like the best thing to do is figure out exactly how it happened, exactly how to replicate it. And that is not the case at all. You're going to end up driving yourself into essentially a hole of your own, like, I'm going to say misfortune in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. there's a reason why we don't know everything. And to think that you exactly. know everything is dumb. And to dangerous. understand that you don't know everything is the best thing that you can do for yourself mm-hmm. and the people around you. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I don't think I want to pull I, any more cards. Yeah, I, I was going to say, the. I think the good. homework... I think the homework for Andrea, the homework for us, the homework for everybody this next break um, until we're back is to weave our tapestries of self-assurance. Like yeah. let's work on it. Cause that's gonna, that takes time. That's not a weekly thing. If we're talking about weaving it's an not. actual tapestry of, of I'm it gonna say it again, so of, of self-assurance. It does to build that up. Especially if you want it to be solid and consistent. Right. Like that means that you might have to go back and redo things. You might have to go back and like tighten the weft. Like there are things that that you have to consider and you have to be willing to do to feel good about your future. Also, um, I tried to pick my deck up so I could shuffle it and then put it away. And there was a card stuck to the table and the card stuck to the table was the fool. And I think that that really Uh-oh. shows that like you cannot be afraid to get started. Like just do it, do it. Do what you this want is, to do. This right here is yourself. your actual push. This is your, this call is to your invitation. This is, yeah, this is your call to action. Go uh, do be it. nice to yourself this next month, you know, build yourself up, weave that tapestry that you can show to others, um, you know, and use um, for, yeah, for yourself, for others, for protection. It'll be interesting to see how that month, how that, how that turns out this month. Yeah. Um, if anybody feels so compelled, I suggest, you know, lighting a white candle and saying a word for Uncle Gabo. Um, yes, please. Andrea, Andrea, thank you for sharing this very intimate, very intimate dream with us. Um, this was We're sorry for your loss. Yeah, very sorry. And this was definitely way more intimate than I think most of our dreams, just because it dealt with yeah. um, actual death. So thank you. Thank you for feeling compelled to share this. Um, thank you for and, trusting yeah. us. Um, everybody submit your dreams to Wildest Dreams Podcast. Yovana, when are we back? We're going to be back on 9-9, September 9th. Um, We will be back with season three. Um, Already. While you are listening to our old episodes, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Don't forget to share with your friends and your favorite internet folks. Um, We feel it's like bittersweet to to be taking a break always but one of the things that we have done to you know kind of just help y'all feel a little closer to us is that we built y'all a playlist Uh, (laughs) we built it forever ago we i we've been sitting on it and i'm so excited to finally release it uh we've we you can find it on spotify and apple um Mm -hmm. titled what is sleep it? songs presented by wildest dreams podcast when you find it the cover art will be um our cover art so it'll be the little picture that i drew of ryan and i and yeah that playlist is just like we just went through our own personal libraries and slapped all of our favorite songs about sleeping and dreaming yep. so 
<laughs> there's some so bangers kinda, on there i was gonna say it's a weird sort of not it's a it's sort of a interesting it's not collection. very linear <laughs> no <laughs> it's not very linear um but yeah so it'll give you an idea about like what we what we do and think about when we're not thinking about y'all uh yeah thank you guys so much for listening um thank you again for the interactions that you do have keep interacting like ivana said rate review subscribe and um oh yeah get up with us on the internet um we'll put our instagrams in the um show notes um you know you can hit us up but don't blow us up (laughs) and um i was gonna say with that being said uh I think sweet dreams until next season. Bye, y'all. Good night.